Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, wherever you are, uh, whether you're with your connect group on Zoom or at home with your family or alone watching this, we just want to say a massive welcome to you. I really sense that today is going to be an amazing word for you because it really lines up with where our society is at today. Um, and I believe the Holy Spirit just wants to really change your perspective this morning about where you're at and what God is doing in, in your life. So I can't wait to share with you. It's always a privilege and an honor. Uh, today we are going to take communion at the end. So if you want to just go now and get some communion ready, if you haven't already, we're going to finish uh, by doing some communion together. Um, and if you are with your Zoom Connect groups after the service, you can join with them and do communion too. So let's take a moment right now. Let's pray. Let's ask the Holy Spirit just to help us this morning in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your great love. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just honor you in this place. And this morning, uh, we pray in Jesus' name that your word will be honored, that our hearts will be changed. Lord, I pray whether someone's brand new this morning listening or whether they're a regular uh, listener, Lord, I pray that you will just impact and change uh, our lives and our hearts. We honor you in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, the holidays are doing well in lockdown. Uh, we're enjoying life. Uh, little baby bear, our son, is running around now. He is uh, full of energy. Uh, he can say a few more words. Mama, Dada, Cracker, because he likes crackers. Um, he can say <laughs> things like that. Actually, a bunch of words. But he's just the most amazing, uh, delightful little man. Charlie's doing well. She sends her love to you as well. Um, and I just pray that you are just really prospering in this season. Today I want to speak to you and launch a series for the next few weeks called Love in Lockdown. Love in Lockdown. And we know that we are in a unique season. If you're watching this and you aren't from New South Wales, the state we're in, uh, basically with the coronavirus, uh, our state government has asked where we live to be in lockdown. And what that means is that you can't actually leave your house unless it's for essential services um, or unless you have to go to a job you can't do from home. And I think the idea is that coronavirus isn't spread as much. Um, and so we find ourselves in a really unique situation where we're in this lockdown type of place. And for some people, they love it. And for some people, they really struggle with it, especially the extroverts out there. I know that it can be tough this season. But this morning, I just was praying about uh, the beauty and God's narrative when it comes to what he wants to do during a season of lockdown. And throughout the scripture, many great men and women of God had to go through isolation and lockdown in order to become all that God had called them to be. And you have a great um, moment and opportunity right now to draw near to God like you never have before. In this season, there are less distractions. You can't, or I can't use the term, I'm so busy right now, the way maybe I could a couple of years ago, because my life has been forced to slow down. And there's a joy that actually comes with that if you choose to lay a hold of that opportunity 
There is a heart cry from our Heavenly Father saying, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. You know, this lockdown won't go forever. There's already some dates being thrown around about when it's going to be lifted. And I just pray that we don't miss the opportunity of drawing near to God, of igniting our first love with him in this season. We can try and distract ourselves. We can try and busy up our lives. Or we can stop, breathe, and lean in to the heart of the Father. My heart for you is that you emerge from this lockdown season more passionate for God, more in love with Jesus, more on fire for God. Uh, He's totally overwhelmed with his presence, not weighed down by anxieties or weighed down by worries or weighed down by pressures, but somebody who finds their joy in the midst of lockdown. So today I just want to come around that. And the title of today's message is this, When Isolation Becomes Intimacy. When Isolation Becomes Intimacy. There's something powerful about isolation when we turn our hearts to the Father. There's no doubt this is a season to draw near. There's no doubt it's a season to open our Bibles like never before, a season to reach out to our friends and to our neighbours with a, a, a word from heaven. It's not a season to shrink back. It's not a season to, to feel lonely. It's a season to lean into the presence of God like never before. It's a season to worship, a season to lift up the name of Jesus. Last week, uh, Pastor Jason, our guest speaker, shared about waiting on God. And if you missed that, go back and listen to it. It was an amazing message. But there's something beautiful about worshipping God in the waiting. You know, when we're waiting on God, God is working. And if you're writing notes, write that down. In the waiting, God is working. Often we get frustrated in the waiting. When I was single, I got frustrated waiting for the one God had for me. But the reality is when I was ready, God brought her along. And that's what it's like in life. We have a fast food culture. We have a microwave type culture and expectation. We want things quick. We want them now. But you know, some of the best things in life take time. It took my son nine months in the womb before he was born. The best things in life take time. And when it comes to your calling, when it comes to what God has for you, the best things in life take time. I want to encourage you with that in Jesus' name. And you know, when it comes to scripture, when it comes to uh, different examples we have, I just want to share some to encourage you. Because when it comes to waiting in isolation and things like lockdown, God can develop you to become a powerful uh, overcomer in Jesus' name. Think about Moses with me for a second. Moses was somebody who was called to set a nation free and to take a nation into the promised land. But he had to take them through the wilderness. He had to take them for 40 years it took to get to the promised land. 40 years of isolation, 40 years of, if you like, lockdown in the wilderness. But there were miracles that happened in the lockdown. There were breakthroughs that happened. There was manna. There was clouds of fire. There was moves of God in the lockdown. And when it comes to us as a society and when it comes to your heart and your expectation today, 
God is taking you towards the promised land. But you have to understand that there might be a wilderness season. And I actually want to say and encourage you, there will be. Because I'm going to speak in a few minutes about those who didn't go through those waiting seasons and how they ended up. And it's not very good. But the ones who went through the waiting are the ones that saw the breakthrough. And so today, if you feel like there's promises that God's given you, if you feel like you're waiting on God and you're thinking, God, where is the promised land? Hey, it's okay. The season will end and the new season will begin. But the question is, how do we go in the season of wilderness? You know, it wasn't a 40-year journey, was it? No, it was much shorter. But because of how they carried on in the season of waiting, it actually deferred and made longer the season of the wilderness. Don't be somebody who's fluffing around or whatever the word is and you're going around in circles and circles and God says, come back to your first love, come back to worship, come back to trust. And when you do that, he opens the doors when your heart is ready. If, if my wife, Charlie, and I, if we married, if I, if I married her a lot younger than what I did, it would have been a very different marriage. I had to grow up. I had to learn, I had to grow, I had to uh, wait. But through that, the Lord does something in my heart. Joseph is a great example as well. I love the story of Joseph. If you haven't read it, make sure you go and read it and study it. But Joseph was someone called from a young age. He was called to break through, he was called to lead a nation. And we read the story that Joseph ended up being sold by his brothers into slavery and he waited for 13 years forgotten about in a dungeon. And it says in Psalm 105 verse 19 that the word of the Lord tested him daily when it came to his promises. And that's what happens when you're in the place of isolation. The word of God comes to you and it reminds you and it frustrates you sometimes. But when you understand that God is in control, God has it all in his hand, then that's where God starts to move. You know, the funny thing is with Joseph, and the interesting thing for me, is that Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers because they were jealous. And then when he was the ruler, they didn't recognize him and he had every right to kill them or to punish them for what they did many years before. But you know what Joseph did? He forgave them and he blessed them. He had the heart of Christ. That's what happens in the way. That's what happens in the lockdown. That if you actually allow the, the character to be built, the character of Jesus, if you actually allow the bitterness and the disappointment and the anger to go, you'll, you'll be amazed at the beauty of the Lord and how it fills your heart and causes you to rule with the heart of Christ. Joseph is such a great example. King David, King David, what an amazing man of God. King David, it says, was the greatest king Israel ever had. But don't forget that King David was forgotten by his own dad out with the sheep when the prophet was there to anoint a new king. He was forgotten about. He was isolated. Later on, we read the story of David and he's being pursued by the enemy. And it says that he was in the cave of Adullam and it says he was alone. He was, he's actually with a bunch of reckless criminals, but he was in a season of isolation. He was in a season, literally, where he couldn't leave a cave. But you know that they emerged from that season, the men who were with David, as mighty warriors and men of honour. King David himself became a mighty man of honour and a mighty warrior 
because he knew that when he was looking after the sheep, that he had to worship, that he had to look after the sheep, that he had to trust God. He didn't wish away the season. Instead, he embraced the isolation and it created something in his spirit that when he later worshipped in front of kings, when he, when he led the armies, he had a breakthrough anointing that took down giants and whole kingdoms because he knew how to be a man who embraced the isolation. Hey, Jesus himself, what does it say about Jesus? It says, Jesus often withdrew to isolated and lonely places to pray. Throughout his whole ministry, it says he would often be someone who would disappear. His disciples would get upset with him, but he would disappear because he wanted to get away to lonely places where he could pray. It also says that before he launched his ministry, where did he go? For 40 days, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, but it says he emerged from that place uh, basically in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you today that if you want to have a ministry like Jesus, you have to go through the isolation. You have to go through the wilderness. And hey, listen, most of us will be here going, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But the reality is, you think about it. He was fasting for 40 days in the wilderness alone. He would have been lonely. He would have been... Who knows what thoughts going through his head? Who knows what he would have been wrestling with? And then the devil comes along and tempts him. And he overcomes the enemy by the word of God, which is why you have to learn the word of God. But that wilderness actually gave him the authority, gave him the overcoming spirit to then launch out into his ministry. I love that. Intimacy through isolation. Paul, hey, last example I'll give, but Paul, he was somebody who was dramatically saved, went from being Saul to Paul. But you know that he actually spent years before he launched his ministry away, making tents, learning the things of God. A place of not recognition, a place of loneliness, a place of isolation. I want to encourage you today, if that's you, be encouraged that God is on your case. This season of lockdown is not a, it's not a season of desperation. It's not a season of, oh no, it's out of control. If you embrace this, it's one of the greatest gifts you have. Life will get busy again. No, no, no. Take a moment just to go, God, I'm going to just have my own little uh, honeymoon with you. I'm getting away with you. I'm turning off the noise. I'm going to get to know you like never before. Let me give you three people who didn't go through isolation. Samson. Samson was born with his gifts. He was a man who was naturally gifted by God. And it says that he would go out and he would do different things. He was used by God, but ultimately his heart caused him to get into trouble because he didn't go through the season of isolation. Saul, King Saul, he was a naturally gifted person, a natural leader. But it doesn't say that he went through the same preparation as David or the other great men we just mentioned. And he also made the mistakes of not trusting God. Solomon, Solomon, David's son. He was born, God gave him an amazing gift of wisdom, but he didn't go through the trial or the isolation or the lockdown, and therefore he didn't learn the intimacy needed 
to sustain the gift that God had placed on his life. And by the end of it, Saul had lost the plot. I want to encourage you, don't take the easy options. Don't wish away the season you're in. Don't wish away lockdown. Embrace it with all your heart because who knows, God might be calling you and producing you something in you when it comes to being a Moses or a Joseph. Today, the main person I want to speak about is Jacob. And Jacob is an amazing story. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis 32 with me. Genesis 32, verse 22. Genesis 32, 22 says this. It says, That night Jacob got up and took his two wives and his two servants and his eleven sons and crossed to the fort of Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Notice he sent everybody away. And it was just him alone. It was him in isolation. It was a moment for intimacy to be birthed. It says this in verse 25. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let's, uh, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go until you bless me. Verse 27, the man asked, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. And the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Verse 30, so Jacob called that place uh, Peniel, saying, it is because God, I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. At verse 31, the sun rose above him as he passed Peniel and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites did not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. The thing is about Jacob is that Jacob was somebody who had a moment in isolation, but it changed his whole destiny. This is the power of being alone with God. This is the whole heart of what I'm trying to share with you today and the importance of this. When you embrace isolation with God and when you get to a place where God is enough for you, that's when everything changes. You imagine being someone who God was enough for you, that you were content just to have God. I don't know, many people like that. We, we need our friends, we need our family, we need encouragement, we need whatever it is. Imagine getting to a place where you were in, so in love with God that those other things were great and a blessing, but if you just had him, you are going to be okay. I believe that's what the heart of God is for us, that is drawing us to a place where we are so overwhelmed by him that everything else falls away, where we are so in love with our Heavenly Father and so secure in Him. Imagine having a life like that. That's a free life. There are some really amazing things we can see from Jacob's life. I want to just mention some for you. And this is what happens in your life. This is what happens when we're in a place of isolation. Number one, you know your calling. With Jacob, it says that the Lord blesses him and it says, uh, he changes his name from Jacob to Israel. This is so amazing. This is so cool. If you're writing notes, write this down. He went from being a father of a family 
to being the father of a nation. Because he wrestled with God, he was alone with God, he overcame with God, and it says that his name was changed and he became the father, not just of his family, but of a nation. You see, when you are in that place of isolation and lockdown, when your love for God goes so deep and you overcome and you, you allow God to do what he has to do in your life, he, just, he causes you to learn your calling. So many of us are trying to work out what's our calling, what has God got for us, what's our future. Hey, when you wrestle with God, he just, you discover what your calling is. You discover what God's calling you into in Jesus' name. He went from a man to a nation in Jesus' name. The second thing is this, is that when we wrestle with God, it shows us our capacity. The first one was we know our calling. The second one is it shows us our capacity. Again, we see Jacob wrestling. You've got to understand something. He's wrestling with a supernatural being. And the supernatural being says to him, let me go. And Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. That is the capacity of a man who is hungry after the heart of God. It's amazing when we come before God, if you were genuinely hungry for God, I mean genuinely hungry, not just because you had a good church service or you had a good worship song you heard. I'm talking about you wake up and you are hungry and thirsty for the presence of God. It's amazing what capacity, what things change in you and what you realize you're actually carrying on the inside. We see here that he goes from being a man called Jacob to being a nation. His capacity is completely changed and defined because he has wrestled with God. The thing is about knowing your calling and growing your capacity is that you realize that God is so much bigger than everything else. It causes you to walk in freedom and peace and joy and love and life. The third and final thing is this. You grow in your walk. I love that it says here, it's such an unusual scripture. It says that they, the angel touched the hip of Jacob. And to the point where later in scripture, people could know who Jacob was by the guy in the distance walking weirdly. <laughs> it actually defined the call of God on his life. It gave him a unique walk. It gave him a God walk. It gave him a walk of authority because God blessed him. He grew in his walk. He knew his calling. He got shown his capacity and he grew in his walk. I want to encourage you today. That's what God's heart is for you. When you wrestle God, you find out your identity. You find out your name. You find, out, you find out your capacity when it comes to what you're carrying, what God has for your future. And thirdly, you find out your uniqueness. You find out the beauty of your walk. Some might have said to Jacob, you walk weirdly. That's, that's not a good thing. But to him, it was a badge of honor. To him, it was a breakthrough reminder. That, hey, that's where, that's where God touched my hip. <laughs> that's where the blessing was. That's where my whole life changed. That is the power of a God walk. I grew up on a golf course um, and I remember, and I call them uh, golf course prayers because I remember there was night after night where um, it would be dark and I would go out and I would walk on the golf course and I would cry out to God. I would look up at the, literally look up at the stars and the golf course is up on a hill away from houses 
And I would literally cry out to God, cry out to him for answers, cry out to him for breakthrough, cry out to him for, for revelation of who he was. I would shed tears just seeking after the heart of God and just, just enjoying the stars, enjoying creation. And it was just such a powerful uh, time for me because I was just alone. I was alone with God. I didn't need a prophecy from somebody else then. I didn't need an encouragement from someone. I just needed the Lord to do something in me because only he was enough for me. Let me finish with this scripture. It says in James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it says, if you lack wisdom, ask, and God who gives generously will answer your prayer. I love that verse that it says, you will lack nothing. When we come before God and we are in places of trusting him and isolation and lockdown, we get to a place where all we have is him. And that's a very secure person. That is a very powerful person. Someone who is content because they are so in love with the Lord that nothing else matters. My heart for you, Charlie's heart for you, our greatest desire for you is that you are overwhelmed with God's presence. That you'll be somebody who will wake up in the morning and you'll just lift your heart to God. And, in, and through the day, you'll have songs of joy. At night, when you go to sleep, you'll finish the day just, just meditating on the goodness of God. Because that's what God has for you. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Just in conclusion, when we're in the place of isolation, it produces character in us, it produces Christ in us, and it produces joy in us. Character, Christ, and joy. And this season, as we come around our communion right now, I just want to encourage you, forget all the noise. Just let that die down. Encourage you in your heart. Dig deep. Double down when it comes to pursuing the heart of the Father. Worship him like never before. Do the golf course walks or whatever that means for you. Be the one that when you come out of this lockdown and we can meet together in the flesh in church, people say, wow, there's something different. There is a different joy. There is a different breakthrough that's happened through you. I can see it. Well, how does that happen? It happens because you and I make a decision with all our hearts to pursue the heart of God. Oh, it's such a powerful thing. I know in my heart, I'm making a fresh commitment today. Lord, I'm going to pursue with all my heart. I'm going to be passionate. I want to be like David. I want to be somebody who knows how to love you with all my heart, soul, mind and strength. So as we conclude right now, I encourage you to get your communion ready. I just want to say, as you take the emblems, as you take the communion, just pray in your heart. Take a bit of time to commit yourself afresh. Commit your heart afresh. And just say, Lord, I'm going to pursue you like never before. I'm going to find a love in lockdown that I've never found before. I'm going to just be so consumed by you. And he promises, draw near to God and he will draw near to you in Jesus' name. Love you, church. See you next week. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.